I love that lyric of that song we just sang. I am yours and you are mine. We say it to the Lord tonight. We say it to each other tonight. I am yours and you are mine. I am yours and you are mine. It's this beautiful mystery called the church, right? It's beautiful. Um, what a special time. Thank you for being here tonight with us in our covenant service. You know, for several weeks we've been talking about the covenant. We've been talking about uh, what it is, where we see it in Scripture, why South City has created one. Um, we talked about the fact that God is a, a covenant-making and covenant-keeping God. And we talked about the fact that we are a covenant-breaking people, but thankful for the grace of Jesus that covers us, right? The grace of Jesus covers us in that same grace we get to cover each other when we make mistakes. We see the precedent in Scripture for covenants, not only with God covenanting with us, but his, his men and leaders covenanting with the people of God and the Lord together to move forward to become who he wants us to be in his church. We talked about the beauty of the early church and also the brokenness of every church. We're all in need of grace and the church is in need of structure. Somewhere in between here. <laughs> it's somewhere in between the beauty of that Acts 2 church and the brokenness of every church that we've created this document because we desire to be a family that God wants us to be. We want to walk in the design that he's created as the family of families, and that's the reason we've created this. Covenant is a serious and sacred promise where two or more parties define their relationship and they commit to upholding their responsibilities to it. As your pastors and elders, we have a desire to care for you. It's not just a statement I want to make. I want to look in your eyes. I want you to know my heart and know my word and know the hearts and the word of the men that serve you as your elders. We want to care for you. We love you. We want to support you. We want to help you know Jesus more. And we're also convicted that Hebrews 13 says we will, hold, we will be held accountable for how we do that. So we, we long to do this in covenant with you tonight for, that, for those reasons. Uh, in a culture of very few absolutes, we also want to be really clear about who we are and who we want to be. So on the front page of the covenant, I want to just remind you of these things. Four things that we said, you know, these are the purposes of the covenant. Number one, we want to be a people rescued by the grace of Jesus and established in him as we obey his word and live this abundant life he's given us. Number two, we want to be clear and we want to explain what expectations you can have from your leaders and what we can expect from each other as partners. Number three, we want to encourage each other to be consistent, to be accountable to each other, and to be unified as the church family. And number four, we want to engage every partner to live on mission, becoming authentic disciples who make disciples for the glory of God. That's our heart. That's our desire. It says on the front page, very clearly, and in bold lettering, we will fail. We will fail the Lord at times, and we will fail each other at times. But it's the same beautiful, amazing grace that we are covered in that we will cover each other. So as we covenant together tonight, I want to read some words here from a text that we studied a couple of weeks ago from Joshua 24. 
Joshua 24, verse 14 and 15, and then verse 23 and 24 says this. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and faithfulness. Put away the gods that your father served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your fathers uh, served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And then he says in verse 23, incline your heart to the Lord, the God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, the Lord our God we will serve and his voice we will obey. I also want to consider the words of Solomon as he's dedicating the temple. You can imagine if you've um, read through the story of God, how long it took to get the temple built. David longed to build the temple and he couldn't. God wouldn't allow him to build it, but he, he did allow his son to build it. And then all these years, all these dreams, and finally Solomon sees this as a reality. The temple has been built. And now he turns to the people to encourage the people. And as I read this statement from Solomon, 1 Kings, I hope that it encourages us to remember how faithful God has been to us. 1 Kings 8.56 says this, Blessed be the Lord who has given rest to his people Israel, according to all that he has promised. Not one word has failed of all uh, his good promise, which he spoke by Moses, his servant. The Lord our God be with us as he was with our fathers. May he not leave us or forsake us, that he may incline our hearts to him, to walk in all his ways and to keep his commandments, his statutes and his rules, which he commanded our fathers. Let these words of mine with which I have pleaded before the Lord be near to the Lord our God day and night, and may he maintain the cause of his servant and the cause of his people Israel, as each day requires that all the peoples of the earth may know that our Lord is God. There is no other. Let your heart therefore be wholly true to the Lord our God, walking in his statutes and keeping his commandments as at this day. And then lastly, before we continue our service, let me just remind you, I said some of this this morning. I want to say it again because I want to be fully, I want there to be full clarity in what I'm saying. This document is not a legal document. It's not a contract. It's a spiritual promise. It's a way for us to say, I want to be a part of this body. I've read this covenant, and I want to live my life in this way to be a part. You know, the way that we used, people used to partner or used to be a member in, in a lot of churches is they would walk down the aisle, and somebody, a, a church secretary or another pastor would meet them, and they would have a little card, you know. And they would say, yes, we want to be a part of this church. And I'd say, okay, we'll fill this out and put your name right there. Church, this is not any different. Those churches, including Temple, had bylaws and constitutions that said the same things that this covenant says. This covenant says we'll just be the people of God, serving God and each other. And it says we want to be a part. When you sign this document, it's saying, I've read it. I understand it, and I want to be a part. We see in Nehemiah 9, another example of, of covenant people and a covenant God, uh, that there was power to making this covenant and putting it in writing and signing it. Nehemiah, uh, Nehemiah 9 and 10 speak to this, but I want to look at Nehemiah 9.38. It just says this, we make a firm covenant in writing. On the sealed document are the names 
of our princes, our Levites, and our priests. Let me mention again, if you're covenanting tonight with us, it means you've been a member of Temple Baptist Church, and now you're moving forward to be a covenant partner with us, and you'll sign that agreement. You'll sign that covenant to covenant with the Lord and each other. Or you've gone through our what's next process, which is a small group. And as you've gone through that, you've understood, hey, this is what the church believes, and this is where I am as a believer. And this is, uh, as you sign that, then you'll be a covenant partner with us as well of course we'll continue our what's next groups and new partners will join all the time um, before we go to our Lord's Supper here in just a minute let me explain if you brought your covenant with you we didn't really want that to be <laughs> some part of our service we just there's a basket on the back table so all we would say is if you have your covenant with you and you've signed that and you're ready to covenant with us just before you leave make sure that's in that basket okay but what we do want to do is we want to pray as God's people together. We want to pray for our own hearts, our own families, our own commitment to the Lord and his people. And I would also ask that you would pray for any of our churches not here. I would also just ask that we pray for God's people because there's many that are not here. And honestly, if I'm being truly honest with you, I believe that the enemy's trying to deceive some of our people into making this document out to be something that it's not. This is a way for us to just, like we're walking up the aisle and saying, I want to be a part. Put my name on that so my family can be a part of what God is doing here. So I want to just spend a few moments praying and I'm going to ask that you pray. You might just take the hand of your wife or your kids. You might take the hand of your neighbor. You might gather together in a small group, whatever you feel led to do. I just want to have a few moments of concentrated prayer as we make this time a solemn time of covenant before we take communion together. I'll lead us in prayer in just a moment. Can we just pray together as a church before that? Father God, as your people tonight, we just, we bow before you. Just humbled that we can be in your presence. Overwhelmed by your grace, Lord, that you would allow us to speak your name, to worship you in your house. And yet your word says that we can approach your throne with boldness, but not because of us. Only because of the shed blood of Jesus and the finished work on the cross. So God, we approach you tonight in humility and we thank you, Father God, for your kindness to us. Lord, I want to thank you for Temple Baptist Church. Lord, I want to thank you for the saints so long ago in 1935, 36, began to believe that you wanted to do a work in Little Rock through a church and through a people that they met downtown in a tent and they felt the calling and the leading to become a body who would make a difference in this city for your glory. God, many of us are here today because of their faithfulness, because of their kindness, and we carry on this gospel witness in this place today because of the faithful men and women that have gone before us.
Lord, thank you for how you've used their lives. Many pastors, many ministers, uh, many members, many souls that have, have come to know you in these buildings and on this property and others. Many families that have, kids have run through these halls and they've learned the Bible, they've learned things of you, Lord. God, it is our heart's cry and desire that that continue, that we know you more, that we serve you more, that we love you more, that we make your name famous in this community, in this church, and in this city, in this world. God, it is our heart's desire that as families, we would seek you and know you, that you would give us a heart's desire to make you known, and God, that we would be a faithful people, that we would join arms and lives and homes, and that we would walk in faithfulness to you, Jesus, according to your word. Lord, that we would serve you with all that we are. God, that we would take seriously what it means to make you a promise and to make each other a promise. That this night would be a special night as we come together as family. And for many years to come, we remember this night that we made a covenant before you with each other to love you more and to love each other more and to lead each other, to move each other, to encourage each other, to stir one another up towards loving you and serving you. So, Lord, we give you this time. We give you these pieces of paper. They represent lives that are committed to you. And so, Lord, I also pray for any person who's been a part of our church, been a part of our services, praying through this document. Lord, would you give them peace? And would you help them to be a part of our family, if that be your will? And God, as we move into this next section of our service where we focus on the greatest covenant, the new covenant given to us in your blood, Jesus, may our focus be on your grace and kindness and the rescue you've made in our lives as you've forgiven us of all that we've done and you give us hope and life in Jesus alone. Lord, we love you. We celebrate what you're doing in us. And we celebrate tonight as your family, Lord God. We are your family. We are each other's family. And we walk in your grace with a desire of faithfulness, Lord, to please you, to serve you, and to make you known. And God's people said, amen, amen. In this section, I want us to um, go into our Lord's Supper you know that the Lord's Supper is uh, it's a reminder of this covenant. Every time we take it, we remember Jesus has paid our price for us that we don't deserve. He's loved us enough to go to the cross and pay our debt on that cross. And so when we drink this juice and eat this bread, we're reminded of that gift of salvation over us. So listen, tonight, if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're serving Him, you're welcome to join us tonight in, in this communion time. Okay? You're welcome to do that. And if you have your covenant, you can put it in that basket at any time in the service just before you leave. Make sure it's back there. But I want to do something a little different tonight. And you know, I'm big on meaning. <laughs> I'm big on secondary meanings and design and everything else. I think what we say and what we do means something. And so this is what I'd like us to do tonight. I've asked two of our elders, uh, Brother Jeff Franks 
and Brother Jerry Kidd to go ahead and come up to our our communion tables. And their wives can come with them. They're going to serve their wives. But what I want us to do is they're going to serve their wives, and then I would like for them, each of these elders, when they finish serving their wives, I'd like them to serve the next family. And then as they serve that next family, they're going to say to you, I'm committed to you. And then they're going to hand you the glass. And you're going to turn around and you're going to serve the next family. And you're going to say to that family, I'm committed to you. And then when you finish, you'll turn around and you'll hand it to the next family. And you'll say, I'm committed to you. This is just a sign. We're here to serve each other. We're here to love each other. We're here to be committed to each other. And the only way we can do it is through the blood of Jesus and his grace. Isn't that beautiful? Let's do that together. So as you feel led to come and come with your family to take communion, we're going to serve each other tonight, okay? Let me read this as we prepare for this time. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three 23 to 26. The Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper, saying, The cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and you drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So as you feel led tonight, I'm going to pray for us. You come and let's receive the Lord's communion together. Can we do that? Father, thank you. Thank you for the beauty of what we're about to experience as we remember your death on the cross for us in our place. We love you, Jesus, and we bless you tonight. And we worship you in this time. In Jesus' name, amen. You go ahead and come.